You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. How are you? I hope you're having a good time across the fruited plain. It's a cold one, no matter where you are, but uh, the Midwest and across the, uh, well, above the Mason-Dixon line anyway, it is uh, chilly to say the least. It's colder in Iowa where we are at the iHeart Studios than, guess what, than it is on Mount Everest, than it is in Alaska or Antarctica. Okay, it's that cold. Not good for us. No, and keep your pets uh, nearby. If it's too cold for you, I guarantee it's too cold for your pets outdoors. Uh, over the weekend, Supercross landed in Oakland. Next up, San Diego, Saturday, February 2nd. That's coming up. How did they all finish at Supercross in Oakland? The 450 Supercross results included a number three finish by Mr. Blake Baggett. Marvin Muskin in second. Cooper Webb with a 450 win. Nice job out of Coop. 250 Supercross West results include number three, Colt Nichols. Number two, Dylan Ferrandez. Am I saying that right? Ferrandez. Yes, Ferrandez. that's it. Yeah. Ferrandez. Ferrandez. And then uh, Adam Cianzarello uh, in the number one spot. So, again, coming up, San Diego, September 2nd, followed uh, by the following February weekend. February 2, not September, did, but, but did I say really September? close. You did. I'm sorry. Uh, Saturday, February 2nd, and then Minneapolis comes a calling on uh, Saturday, February 9th. So, a full slate of uh, great racing action there. And with uh, hot topics, uh, let's go to our own PJ Duran. PJ, what's going on? Well, first of all, our best wishes to one Malcolm Smith, uh, motorcycle and racing legend, unfortunately injured uh, I saw this. the 25th uh, on a golf course, unfortunately, and uh, just the, the best to him, he and his family. He got um, hit by a golf cart. He got hit by a golf cart. Unfortunately, as I read the story, it would seem uh, potentially it was an accident. Of course, uh, the gentleman he was golfing with... Uh, just uh, was in the wrong gear. Let's leave it at that. And, and that uh, was the uh, Jack and Leanne DeLeon Invitational, I think, the, uh, the golf event. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then further in uh, further news, the uh, this past weekend saw the culmination of the International Island Classic in Australia. We had a very strong U.S. team. Unfortunately, we fell to the home Australian team, but we sure made a race of it. Um Notables from the event, uh, Josh Hayes won in race four. Yep. He uh, did wonderfully. He, he did great over the weekend. He was third overall in the International Classic, or International Challenge, as it were. Uh, the U.S. came second. New Zealand came third as a team. Steve Martin uh, came in first in the individual, along with Aaron Morris in second. The other notable event was, unfortunately, uh, our own Jason Pridmore was injured. He is yep. currently recovering with a broken leg. Um 
and prognosis good. Uh, there were uh, there was another gentleman from Australia injured, but our best out to Jason Pridmore as well. We hope he has a speedy recovery. PJ, I know uh, motocross to nation is now what four months in our rear view, rear view mirror, but uh, there was a team uh, that was uh, fined, I believe, and it was also uh, proven out that they had a, a different kind of fuel. Uh, as per um, or they're being required to use and obviously they didn't meet the requirements so fine and I think knocked out of uh, contention what do you know about that I don't but I can get on finding out something about it I was unaware of that yeah it'd be interesting to know what your thoughts are I mean you've been a a, a wrench and uh, parts expert what does it mean and 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 why it's like a guy who jumps out of a, a UFC cage and attacks a member of the audience that actually it's, happened. It's and related it, to that? That's a half a million dollar fine Ooh. plus six months, right? I can only imagine. Yeah, and you're lucky if you ever get to compete again, yeah, right? If you're going to be in a cage, in a boxing ring, or on a mat, or whatever, competing, and you can't control that because a fan is mouthing off to you, wrong game. Wrong game to be in, absolutely. And we've seen, uh, in regards to fuel, we've seen this uh, happen in other motorsports mm. around the world, and certainly here in the U.S. It's not the first time, so... I'll dig into that. All right. Todd Hammock due up in hour number two. Trevor Stewart will be joining us as well, hour number two. Hour number one, our third guest on the hour, Tristan Avery, uh, Lee Collins, uh, WHR Motorsports, going to be joining us at about the 20 break or so. But we start the hour off with Tommy Hayden. He is the oldest brother, of the course, uh, of the great Hayden family. He joins us now. Uh, Tommy, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for uh, holding through the news. We we kind of we start the show a little differently when Tony and and Roman are are gone because there are actually things we want to talk about <laughs> and they wouldn't want any part of it. But welcome back, bud. How are you? How are you? And how's the family? Well, I'm doing well, and uh, the family's doing well. So um, yeah, I'm here in Kentucky and just uh, bracing for some cold weather that's coming in. Probably the same for you guys. Yes, unfortunately it is. Tommy, first of all, congratulations on your recently announced um, new role with the Estenson Racing Squad. Um, and this is for flat track. Uh, and, and road race, right, Tommy? You're the overseeing all of their racing efforts? Yes, uh, primarily the dirt track. That's the main focus okay. of uh, Estenson Racing. And then uh, partnering with Attack Racing and Richard Stamboli with uh, J.D. Beach as the rider there. So, um, you know, Richard and uh, his team there at Attack, they're handling pretty much all the day-to-day activities and, um, you know, most everything there. We've just uh, come on board as a partner and uh, getting involved with that and uh, was able to give J.D. opportunity to, to move up and compete in Superbike kind of at the 12th hour. And then on the dirt track side, yes, uh, quite a big operation that uh, our team owner, Tim Estenson, has um, signed up for, I guess, uh, with five rider team, three in the twins class and two in the singles class. And we're um, based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and just a, a lot to get ready in a short amount of time. But it's going smooth, and everyone's working hard, and we're looking forward to it. Tommy, you're, you're uh, widely known as one of the hardest working guys in the industry. So the question is, is this the only gig you're doing? Because I know you've been 
extremely deeply involved in a bunch of other things very recently. Is this taking the place of those or is this just another thing that you're wearing a hat to do? Uh, well, this is my primarily, I would say my primary responsibility for 2019. I am involved in, um, a lot of other things, um, the smaller side, uh, I previously worked at monster energy for five years and overseeing pretty much all of their road racing stuff globally from MotoGP, World Superbike, you know, Moto America, really any road racing in the world. So I was uh, kind of managed all of those agreements and relationships and any of the sponsorship contracts. So uh, I am no longer doing that. So it um, would have been difficult to do both. Right. Um, so I'm looking forward to looking forward to this though. This is different, and to be back in dirt track where really it all started for me and my family. Um, this far into my career is pretty unique, and uh, it's exciting. Tommy Hayden, our guest here on Pit Pass Moto, part of the Evergreen Podcast production or family of podcasts. Look for them online, evergreenpodcast.com. Uh, a big and, and diverse uh, uh, set of shows, by the way, you'll find on that website, evergreenpodcast.com. And I know you'll enjoy a, a, a lot of it, including this very program. New website, by the way. And uh, I wanted to wait and roll it out until Tommy said yes on the show, and we got her done. So take a look at it, pitpassmoto.com. Tommy, let's talk a bit about how this haul started, uh, this team and your endeavor with Estenson uh, uh, team. Um, you know, quite honestly, um, I had left Monster Energy at the end of the season and was planning on taking a break for a while. It's been a, a challenging last couple of years with, uh, with a lot going on, and uh, I just kind of was knew I wanted to do something different, but I wasn't quite sure what um you know i had a great experience there at monster and there's uh great people there and i learned so much from um, some very smart people there so um that was great i have nothing bad to say about my time there uh but i i kind of wanted to do something different and i wasn't quite sure what and i knew if i didn't kind of step off the the edge that you know i may look up and be there another five years which wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a bad thing I, I enjoyed my time there but i just felt like there was more out there and new challenges and but i wasn't really quite sure what so i was prepared just to take some time off and maybe even a year um, and just enjoy things a little bit more and try to figure out what was next for me and um you know out of the blue you know i got a call from Tim Estenson, the, the owner of the team, and he heard that uh, I wasn't doing my, my monster thing anymore, and he had this big project going and uh, didn't know much about me, but uh, I guess uh, he, some people had referred him that maybe I could uh, help him help him get this off the ground and get it going, and I uh, went out there and visited him and seen, seen what he was doing, and... Um, Quite honestly, uh, when I went out there, uh, I didn't have <laughs> high expectations, but I wanted to give it a chance and and uh, see what they were doing. And I guess every minute I spent spent out there, and every day the the days afterwards, as I thought about it, I just became more and more interested. I really liked Tim. Uh, I think he's a great guy. 
Um, and I feel like I can uh, learn learn a lot from him. He's a very successful guy. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, every day that passed, I became more excited and more interested. And there was a, a lot to work out, um, in particular because I, I live in Kentucky and my home's here and the shop's there. So we worked out a way to make that work and a few other things. And around Christmas time, uh, we had a, uh, we agreed to, to me coming on board and just been wide open ever since. Daytona comes pretty quick. You know, the first race is March 14th, and uh, a lot of pieces have to fall into place between now and then. But we're getting there, and we will get there. It's just uh, between now and then is uh, going to be busy. Tommy, uh, clearly you're going to be busy. How are you finding, as I understand, your one of your many responsibilities? I'm sure on this team uh, you have more than one, but is sponsorship development, potentially marketing. How are you finding the the landscape of the sponsorship and marketing uh, realms in as it pertains to our our national flat track series certainly things have changed somewhat since probably your last involvement in this series yes for sure flat tracks came a long way in particular in the last few years i would say is really when it um made its biggest steps um and i've been you know i've been a fan of flat track and it's never never been able to get that out of my system so i've followed the races and the series as much as i could the last several years I've been, you know, um, happy to see that, that it was on such a, an upward twin, uh, upward trend. So there's definitely a lot uh, more opportunities, uh, in, in flat track. They have a nice little TV package, um, you know, that, uh, maybe caught some of those last year. That's encouraging. They got a full, full race schedule hitting um, a lot of different markets around the country, from, uh, some uh, bigger ones than we've seen ever before. So, uh, you know, that's all very interesting. Uh, it's a little bit difficult just to come in in January. You know, most, most all budgets are finished and completed, so it's difficult to do a lot. But uh, there is a lot of interest in flat track. People know about it. They want to be involved. So that's been good. I have been able to um some uh, some sponsors that here at the 12th hour that uh the team and i are very excited about and uh bringing a few brands into flat track that hasn't been there before that i think will be not only good for the team but good for the series um you know we're not ready to announce those just yet but we've got a lot of exciting stuff happening that's great news, and it it heartens all of us race fans, uh, Tommy, as I'm sure it does you, uh, regardless of discipline that you're talking about, getting uh, sponsors and brands into the sport that haven't been there before can only serve to, to broaden the, the appeal, broaden the audience, cause, because I, I think uh, Flat Track in particular just is, is really – it's on the uptick right now, and, and capitalizing on that's uh, a good way to get more people out to the racetrack. Yes, for sure. I definitely, um, you know, uh, all the numbers are up. Uh, you know, I've been studying a lot of that in more detail the the last little bit here, and to see the the upward trend of everything, you know, all the social media numbers, the, the fans, 
uh, TV ratings, everything, you know, is such a, a positive thing right now. So it's good to get in now and be able to ride that a little bit. And hopefully as a team, we can do our part to, you know, help promote the sport and um, create the, the image that, that we have in mind for it that uh, will will help it grow. We're talking uh, with Tommy Hayden on the program. It's Pit Pass, brought to you in part by our friends at Hicklin Power Sports, hicklinpowersports.com online. That's where you're going to check out new and, uh, well, new and used bikes as well. But also you can make your appointments online, get your haircut all set up and whatnot when you visit the shop. Uh, Tommy, there is, um, you know, the, the viewpoint of so many out there is that uh, they view your family as one of the very first families of our sport, no matter the discipline. That's quite a, uh, I don't know that it's a burden, but it's it's pretty cool, I think. Um, I don't know if, if, if any of you or your family, any, anybody in your family, uh, you know, races any differently because of it, but I like the way you hold yourself, and apparently so do so many others. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for sure for, for saying that. That's something that's uh, very important to us and always has been. I think uh, us, you know, as my brothers and sisters, we have my parents to thank for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they always said that, you know, being good people became uh, was more important than, than uh, being good racers. So that was something they always tried to instill in us and uh, still do today so uh, we have them to thank for that and isn't it cool when it all comes together though and you are good racers as well (laughs) yes yes sure i mean it's uh it's a good feeling for to hear people say that and and it really does mean a lot especially after all these years um and and many very easy to you know i guess um through certain successes and different stages of your life to to get away from from your true values and stuff, but uh, it's been important to us for that not to happen. Um, in my opinion, we've done a good job of that, but um, I hope that I hope nothing changes. We're proud of that. Cool. Cool. Uh, about 20 after the top of the hour as uh, we head to uh, our, our commercial break. Tommy, I know that there are folks out there that have been with you all these many years, sponsorship-wise, and i got to believe there's still a, a list, albeit maybe a shorter list, to, uh, you know, as you're not an active racer. But uh, are there guys out there you still want to recognize? You know, it's, it's difficult for me now because I have came in this position here, and some of those, there has been many people that supported me for years, but now with my new position, there's uh, team sponsors that were already in place and things that made more sense. So I- I've had a ton of um, uh, supporters my whole career, and um, I thank them for that. But uh, primarily my family, uh, they're the ones that's been my biggest supporters, and I would definitely um, – owe it all to them if somebody were to offer you a red cap and i know this to be kind of prevalent in tennessee and kentucky a red cap that's uh making what is it making america great again something like that (laughs) is that is that something you see in in uh, owensboro uh we do see some of those (laughs) yes we do in owensboro for sure there's a lot of going on man i thought politics something we'd pay attention to every four years but here in iowa especially in these very studios man i tell you what they are thick 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 get on the elevator there's dan quayle get off the elevator there's george bush 
just time and time again. It's amazing how many people come through this building, but uh, it's starting to get all fired up again. Well, if you're wearing it, wear it proudly. And uh, if, if you're a follower of Nancy and, and uh, her buddy Chuck, uh, you know, surely uh, get online and let them know what you think. How about that? Uh, Tommy, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Best of the whole family. Okay, thanks for having me, and uh, you guys have a good evening. Thanks. Too. Tommy Hayden heads to the pits. Coming up, the WHR Motorsports' Lee Collins is going to be joining us. He's next on Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast family, evergreenpodcast.com. A wide range and a wide variety of lifestyle and niche programming. Our network features a myriad of it entertaining shows rooted in high creative values and production quality. This is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Chad Reed with 2-2 Motorsport. Hope you're all doing well. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Hello again, everybody. It's Scott Casper for Jack Daly on Construction. You've got projects that need to be done. Basement, refinish, kitchen, bathrooms. How about this? Need more room? Call Jack Daly on Construction. They've been serving Iowa for nearly 70 years. Right now, you can finish your basement before April 30th. Spend at least $25,000. I'm going to get you a 55-inch flat screen TV. Call Jack Daly on Construction Incorporated. Serving Iowa since 1946. Call them. 321-5. 5225 is Jack De Leon Construction. Hi, this is Matt Smith, post stop motorcycle racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Alright, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Tony Wink with the uh, weekend off. 
Uh, in studio with PJ Duran, I'm Scott Casper. Our producers include Jack and Leanne DeLeon, Chris Bishop, and Tommy Boy Halverson contributing to the program. Uh, Tommy Hayden was uh, just on with us, and he mentioned there are five writers, three and two. What was the breakdown on the three and two? Yeah, three and one. Three in the light class, I, th- I want to say, and okay. two in the uh, full-size twins class. Okay. And we're still efforting uh, the actual news piece uh, that ca- that came out about uh, motocross of nations or motocross to nations, if you will, uh, and see if we can find out more about that story. Somebody was fined, and uh, I think the results were thrown out as well. We'll see. We'll, we'll try to get that uh, news for you as the hour progresses, about 26 after the top of the hour. Cold. Uh, again, keep the pets indoors. Keep an eye on them. they got to go out and do their business, but you know what? Encourage them to do it quickly before their little paws freeze. Uh, make sure you get them inside where they can stay warm with you, okay? And I don't want to preach on that, but by God, you know what? That's our job. Take care of them, right? Okay. Uh, Tommy Hayden started the program off. Uh, coming up, hour number two, Todd Hammock and Trevor Stewart. Uh, later on in this hour, Tristan Avery will be joining us. But uh, next, from WHR Motorsports, Lee Collins joins us. Lee, how are you? I'm doing great. You're not just with WHR Motorsports. You own it. Yes, that's, that's me. Tell us about WHR Motorsports. Oh, it was, uh, it was a company I started uh, about 35 years ago, uh, uh, outdoor motocross track in the Northwest, and uh, progressed to arena cross the, the next year. And uh, that, that tour is still running out here in the Northwest, and then uh, kind of progressed to short track, indoor short track, uh, monster trucks, freestyle motocross, and now enduro cross. Let's let's talk about uh, arena cross if we can. Um, you know, given the recent news that Feld would be uh, opting out of arena cross forevermore. Um, what were your thoughts when you heard that news? You know how it started with Mike Pace, and then of course Pace Motorsports, uh, and then uh, uh, you know we had the what was it, Buku Arena Cross. Uh, but I'm, I'm wondering, is this a natural evolution for arena cross? What's your take? Uh, you know, I, I really don't know. It's some of these big corporate decisions, uh, kind of, you don't know what they're, they're thinking. Um, I, I believe that, uh, arena cross is, is grassroots. It's, uh, it creates a, a great need for the riders in areas that, uh, do not want to go out and ride in the mud every week. Right. You know, it's indoor barn racing, but, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that uh, that do it, they embrace it. Nothing like the smell of that two-smoke or two-stroke smoke. <laughs> you get exhaust, yeah, absolutely. baby. <laughs> so, Lee, are you still involved in uh, in arena cross promotion of uh, the series that you began, or is that m- moved into the uh, hands-off arena for you? No, no, I'm, I'm still... Absolutely promoting I, it. I, I create most of the, the track designs and... Uh, my crew and I uh, build them every week. Oh. Then does that mean that uh, with the uh, aforementioned uh, vacuum, so to speak, in the, created in by, the, Feld. In the, by Feld in their absence, has that opened any markets for you guys that you were potentially maybe not going to previously? Because I can tell you there's uh, going to be a number of markets that really wish they had an arena cross right. event. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's been kind of a, a double-edged sword. Uh, we did go after some new markets. Uh, some of them weren't available because Belt has uh, the rights to those buildings. Right. Uh, they have protection before and after with their other 
other properties that they own with Monster Jam and some of the other stuff. So there is not any other motorsports that can kind of come in there and squeeze in a, an event. But a few of them were, you know, became available, and uh, we we actively went after those, and we'll be adding a few to our schedule for uh, 2020. There was a time when I did not dis- or did not agree with, um, and this is before I became a fight promoter. Okay, I did not agree with uh, uh, buildings and promoters signing an exclusive contract on those buildings. But I, I think as after being a promoter, I, I think I see the advantage surely because you're able to develop a product for that building, come back time and time again. But um, there's a whole, there's a lot of what, what I call uh, mid carters, if you will size of the city size of the town that can be regionalized and then put on a map so it's it's affordable for you to go from town to town uh each week to be able to race and compete would you agree with that uh yeah i would and you know and there there are uh you know building managers that that exclusivity isn't in their vocabulary yeah you know, they're, they're in business to <laughs> they're in business to be in business right you know, they're trying to make make every dollar work uh for their their community and, and their building and i i with without any firsthand knowledge have to think you know if there's a if you're not going to put on a same or similar event you know if they had good turnouts i think building and in, in an area want to have that type of event which i would assume opens up renegotiation whenever a contract comes to its end well tony if tony were here he would he would talk about des moines obviously where arena cross used to start at season he would talk about des moines and 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 uh, lament the fact that it no longer starts here and the longer you wait in the season the more you have interruptions long-term interruptions like boys and girls basketball championships wrestling championships that all do very well for the building and the community but if you start early enough you can get around a lot of that because there are dead dates in november december so unless you're dealing with you know disney on ice or whatever but there's yeah. a lot of folks that do deal with Disney on ice and put wood over it, the plastic down, then here comes the dirt. Where Do you rent dirt or do you, do you have your own supply? Uh, actually, it just depends on uh, the venue that you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some buildings have their, their dirt stockpiled outside and you can, you know, negotiate your, your dirt work right there and, and they bring the dirt in for you. Uh, sometimes we, you know, in those cases, we try to co-op it with other other events uh, that are dirt events, like maybe a high school rodeo that's following up the next weekend. So we sure. keep our budget down, but uh, some <laughs> of them are just, you, you have to go to, just like you say, you got to go come in, put plywood down, put the dirt down, and take it all back out. There, there's one building, I will tell you, I hated following the rodeo, okay? And that's Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, because, yeah. man, the smell of the rodeo hangs on for quite some time. And, and, <laughs> and there's nothing, I think it went rodeo, uh, arena cross, and then, uh, and then wrestling, amateur wrestling. And by God, those amateur wrestlers were like, they were hating it. They were hating because it was they almost like two stroke ca- smoke and, uh, <laughs> and a good old back 40. Woo wee. Anyway. So do you, do you ever get uh, in situations like that? Oh, well, I, I, you know, that is exactly what that dirt is being used for. Whether whether you're coming in right after bull riding or, or rodeo, then <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> it's been out in the great outdoors right well that's i mean you're supposed to get out there and disc it and make it fresh uh life expectancy of dirt anymore i think is probably shortening uh we'll talk with uh with with lee collins whr motorsports lee when did the dream um really start for you how old were you uh oh boy well, you're trying to date me aren't you no <laughs> i am uh i was that would be 1986 86 what was what what was the tipping point for you what made you think that hey you know i should be doing this i want to get out and get after it and and you know make a home for myself what was the tipping point for you i've been a two-wheel enthusiast my whole life you know since i was a little kid and you know grew up with my my aunt and uncles uh riding motorcycles you know just the whole family thing and uh i just really loved it had a passion for it uh raced and uh saw an opportunity uh now television supplied that opportunity i saw it and then uh another friend of mine tried it in oregon and had some success with it and i'm like hey i could do that (laughs) and it was it was a turnkey deal it was uh i was very blessed to have it happen Uh, we've had writers up here in the northwest that that grew up on this uh way back with eric eaton the larson brothers sure you know just and uh, we've had Larry Ward. Uh, his mom helped me a lot when uh, I was younger, and she was handling our, our scoring and registration. And then, uh, you know, all the way to Ryan Villapoto. Now Carson Brown is uh, from up here in the Northwest and raced all our stuff just a couple of weeks ago, and now he's on uh, doing the light supercross. That's that's awesome, and and just shows that your your series is bringing uh, high high caliber riders uh, to the forefront. And now that you've added, uh, we haven't discussed so much enduro cross. What are your plans, if anything? Um, are you going to uh, carry it forward as it exists right now, or have you got some tweaks and tuning that you're going to be doing to that series? Because it's it's been a vibrant series as well. The AMA enduro cross. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, well, at least I have notes yeah. that say you've recently acquired it. <laughs> then December. Yes, that is that is correct. And uh, we've uh, already published uh, a seven-race series and added uh, a couple new stops. We're uh, also pretty excited about building a brand-new venue in Sturgis with uh, the opening week of at the Buffalo Chip with the opening week of the rally. Is that right? You're going to do an enduro yeah. cross to combine with what we know already to be, uh, there's a TT, there's right. some flat track, there's a number of things yeah. happening. Yeah, and uh, Mickey Diamond and Jeff Ward are right now building an outdoor motocross track on the same field. Crazy. So they're, they're really looking to the future to change from V-twin to not only be V-twin, but two-wheel enthusiasts and try to bring in a younger demographic, bring in more people, and uh, keep that community uh thriving during those routes that's going to be uh, it just that's going to complete the package really for uh for the sturgis bike week i mean it's becoming uh what we've always known daytona to kind of be you know you're going to get your fix yep. of everything two wheel if you're there mm. it's a big party Absolutely. is what it is and you know um i think promoters as promoters age no matter the sport uh forget you know that their their younger demo, the ones that are going out and seeing the fights, going out and seeing the races, whatever the sport is, uh, you got to work toward keeping those, and then even picking up additional to help populate the arenas, uh, put butts in seats. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. 
Mm. And I may be too old for that. At 59 years old, I don't know if I can relate to these guys. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, uh, you know, I'm 58 and, and still a two-wheel enthusiast. Still ride my bike whenever I can. Got to get that throttle therapy. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's still fun for me. I, I really enjoy watching it, you know, being involved in it. It's uh, probably, you know, it's my dream job. And, uh, you know, everything can be a J-O-B once in a while. But, well, I'm uh, going to send you my opportunity for you to join <laughs> AARP and get your uh, insurance discount, okay? <laughs> Lee. Yeah, I think I'm getting those bi-weekly already. <laughs> and Lee, you, you mentioned uh, Enduro Cross, of course, is AMA sanctioned. What, if any, of your other series uh, are you, uh, you know, interacting with the AMA in regards to? Uh, I mean, Supermoto, we know there have been a number of series out there. Are, do you have involvement with AMA in regards to that series? Uh, I have in the past and, and will be again this year. Um, I, I have scaled well but way back on, on Supermoto compared to where it was uh, in previous years after the economy kind of had a meltdown. But uh, we still do an annual event in the U.S. It's one of the largest uh, events in the U.S. for Supermoto in Prim, Nevada. And uh, I do it for the Anthony Hart Memorial Race. Uh, we have a $20,000 purse, and uh, it's all about uh, having a weekend, getting together with all the guys, and having a great race, and keeping it in memory of Anthony Hart, uh, Tom Hart's son that passed away in that sport here a few years back. And, uh, you know, it's, it still thrives there. We still get a lot of, a lot of participants for it. It's always like the first week of April. And that will be an AMA Nationals this year for Supermoto again. That's great. So you are interacting with the AMA, and the only reason I asked was, you know, it's interesting to see uh, how, you know, is the AMA going to sanction every form of racing? Because there are a number of events that are not AMA sanctioned. Uh, one that comes immediately to mind would be the Daytona 200. Um, it's almost it's like a standalone, isn't it? I mean, it sees itself differently than any other race. It, yes, but I mean, it's happening. It seems in other in other series, which was was my reason to ask you, Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and not all my my properties are AMA sanctioned. We do some grassroots stuff that, that are not AMA, uh, but w- those are not sanctioned with another company or any other. They're just standalone events, in other words. Yeah. That's correct. How, uh, talk to us about, you know, maybe the fans don't know about this. Maybe they don't care. I do. Uh, insurance for events like that can be uh, k- kind of costly. Um, how do you mitigate the costs uh, t- to keep it in line and so you don't have to go with an AMA-sanctioned event? Well, I think, honestly, um, you know, for for new promoters, that's got to be what is the toughest hurdle to get around. Sure. Uh, I've been in this business a long time, and and – We've tried to do our best without, uh, you know, any claims against us and all everything that goes along with that. Um, I, I know that the restrictions for new promoters has gotten a lot harder. Um, we, we've done so many events over the years that it's it's and do so many different diverse events that we actually get a pretty good rate. And you know, we haven't seen a huge spike in our insurance rate. But I know that new people coming along that would have that same dream, it would be a lot harder harder to come along to get that insurance you know i'll relate something real quick when i started in in the fight promotion business um there was one company that wrote 
uh, policies for fight promoters for one night event, number one. Number two, it had to be 12 or under total number of, of fights or matches, if you will, and uh, anything below that. And it had a $2,000 deductible in order for it to be, uh, what do you call it, in order for it to be affordable, okay? But my brother-in-law said, well, if they can write it there, why can't we write it here? It saved us like 500 bucks a fight and 10 fights a year. You're starting to, you know, talk talk about some money. Yeah, um, but, you know, a lot of these things, too, you know, there is a lot of different insurance companies, and and it would just be which one is A-plus rated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is, and, you know, who's carrying the most uh, PLL. So there's a lot of hidden things if you're not, paying attention to some of the B-rated insurance markets out there that uh, you got to be kind of careful because you might not be as protected as you, you would hope you were. Up against the clock uh, with Lee Collins, WHR Motorsports. Look for him online. Lee, uh, next uh, next event, when is that for you? Uh, actually, coming up this weekend. This weekend? Uh, yeah, we're uh, going to Astoria, Oregon. We have a two-day arena across there. Astoria, Oregon. I'm, tr- I, I'm trying to think if I've been there. Jack, can I get a little more heat on this, please? Just a little more. Is that good? Okay. Um, and I don't know. I've lost. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Jack. Um, anyway, well, look, uh, Lee, we'll, we'll stay in touch with you. You do the same with us. Let us know what we can do to help you out uh, and get uh, the word out there about uh, the programs and the uh, promotions, the events, and the races, okay? Yeah. You bet. Uh, like that, uh, most everything we're going to have coming up new for for uh, the AMA Endurocross will be on endurocross.com and our Facebook page or Instagram page. And look forward to seeing everybody out there. Endurocross.com, part of the WHR Motorsports family. Lee Collins has been our guest on the big program. Appreciate the time, Lee. We're going to send you off to the pits, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. There we go. Lee Collins. Coming up next, Tristan Avery is going to be joining us. This portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing, uh, of course, uh, was about, what, five or six years ago when they came up with the new light hydrogen line of uh, racewear. It's lightweight racewear, and it was the first to the marketplace in the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you're first, you have to stay on the gas, and Fly continues to develop and improve their premium gear with the addition of what? The new bow assist. The revolutionary waist adjustment system that offers fast, on-the-fly micro-adjustability and a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details. Hi, this is Scott Russell, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days with the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces it must breathe well be lightweight and protective yet still durable 
Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF-R3 sport bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long-sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Hi, my name is Ben Evans. I'm a professional motocross and supercross racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the... Um uh, the family of podcasts, by the way, that uh, you can find online. It's evergreenpodcast.com. Uh, we've been talking a little bit uh, about uh, motocross donations and what took place some four months ago, and there was some fuel testing done. What can you tell us, PJ? Yes, in fact, they just announced uh, today, um, as a result of uh, fuel samples taken at the event, um, back in October, that was 6th and 7th, uh, the fuel in the bike of Italy's Michelle Cervelin mm-hmm. failed the test. As a result, all of Team Italy has been DQ'd from the race retroactively. Um, How did they finish, and what does that do to the field, or does it say? Uh, I'm, I would have to review the results, but what it does currently is, so as a result, again, all of Team Italy DQ'd. They show in the official race results as 30th, which is the last Final. place of the 30 competi- competing nations. So um, they had previously finished the event in second place. Now, um, had they had originally finished the event in second place, two points behind France, so they are now wow. 30th, no longer second. That would move everybody else up one in the official rankings. And that can mean a lot, sponsorship and the whole bit. I mean, there's a lot going on the line there, but um, 
I mean, fuel, just suppose, if you would, uh, for a minute, what could they have tested in the fuel that could be wrong? Octane or what? Uh, any number of things, certainly. And and you, and oftentimes in other series that I know do fuel testing, they're looking for one specific component that is clearly outlined to be illegal. And again, without the, the specific results, I couldn't say. Okay. But you're correct. Either they're looking for completely incorrect fuel type or some additive or component that is can be tested for being in being present that was not supposed to be in the fuel um, would be my guess you know something along those lines and to further answer your question scott that moves the netherlands oh, up wow. into second place great britain into third team australia fourth and team usa rounds out the top five well, it's about time we got in the top five i gotta tell you <laughs> four months later <laughs> all right so you know and i see this in in the fight business johnny jones can't cannot pee into a cup without it burning a hole through it uh i mean there are things that he says well i never took it well guess what it's there your ua you know you, you, you need to dirty. start paying a little more attention Pay to some what, attention yeah, yeah and unfortunately we've we've seen this in uh, any number of our national series here not just the motocross of nations uh we've we've seen it uh in flat track this past sure. season there were illegal tires there have been some illegal fuels Road racing, unfortunately, it does occasionally happen there as well. Um, and in every case, you, you have a hard time believing people fuel, who say, I didn't know. Yeah, fuel, uh, I could I could better understand fuel, but surely not tires. I could not understand tires. I mean, you you know what the spec tires you're supposed to be using, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and then in the case of flat track, there was a bit of a hullabaloo about uh, some applied substances onto the surface of the tires which we know about and and are widely used in any number of motorsports but they're specifically like gloves in football yep they're specifically <laughs> called out as illegal in flat track tristan avery joins us tristan what do you know about this have you ever been caught uh up in, in the turmoil that is the rules as as we know them to be in whatever discipline but have you ever been around a situation like this where it took four months to determine you know that there was an error made um i've never really made an error um <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean there's there's definitely been some late calls um this past year in 18 um i mean some were kind of lagged on a little bit but uh I think more more of the bigger questions for the big teams and everything else. I think those were the hard decisions to make. Um, whereas other guys, it was right back to back, so they kind of knew what to do. Um, I think they're slowly slowly learning, um, but I think they definitely stepped up a lot for uh, for this coming year. And I definitely like what's going to be in the future. So hopefully, it all works out. Tristan, congratulations! Welcome to the show, and congratulations uh, on uh, having a what looks to be a high quality ride for this season. You're riding one of the uh, everyone agrees incredibly fast KTM's in uh, our national uh, flat track series in the lightweight class. Uh, how do you favor yours? How do you favor uh, uh, the season looking for you? You ready for it? Um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. I uh, have, have yet to uh, ride a different brand besides the Honda 450, so I'm, uh, I'm definitely kind of nervous, but uh, definitely excited because I know uh, racing with Dan Bromley and everything last year, um, that they definitely have a whole lot of horsepower. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that part. But, I mean, looking forward to Daytona more or less. Um, and I got a supposedly um, 
pavement uh, front straightaway. So that's going to be a little difficult. Um, but I've road raced before, so definitely looking forward to it. Speed um, there, buddy. Dave Waters. Dave Waters is uh, the whole Waters family is very nice, and uh, it was it was a great deal that we had worked out. Um, definitely was on the radar early early in the off season, um, but we finally finally worked together and definitely got a solid program set up now. So we just got to put through with it. Where is Waters Auto Body located? Out of New York. Okay, so if I drove out there in the new Cadillac that got ran into by a taxi, you think uh, they'd be able to hook me up with some uh, some some metal uh, therapy? Therapy. <laughs> yeah, I think they'd be able to replace you right on up and uh, pretty pretty quick. So I think this year is definitely their busy time of the year, and during the summer it kind of oh, blows imagine. on out. Well, congrats to uh, the good folks there, but also to you because obviously you can't go racing without uh, somebody behind you. They've got you um, going to be riding what a twenty nineteen KTM four fifty uh, XF, right? Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, that is correct. And have you swung your leg over an eighteen? Um, I swung my leg over my my Honda eighteen four fifty. So haven't even I, seen I, your new KTM yeah. as wow. yet. Wow. Is that right, Tristan? You haven't seen the new bike yet? I've seen pictures, but nothing in person <laughs> yet. And I, I will say from the pictures, they look beautiful. Yeah. Are you going to get some... Uh, does it look like you guys are going to have time to get any testing at all before you go uh, season kicks off at uh, Daytona? Yeah, we'll be able to get probably about four, um, hopefully five test days in. And I think uh, I think that will be, that'll be a good good experience um i know i know it's going to be close and pushing the margin a little bit coming to daytona but um we're me and morgan are both feeling pretty confident coming into the season so i'm looking forward to it um never been a never been with a on a team so this is my first one and i'm definitely definitely excited for it put your time yeah. in buddy good job out of you let's yeah, go back that's, to pj that's that's a big deal uh going from private full-on privateer to being part of a team uh does that change what daytona looks like for you at all tristan i mean i would assume in years past it was you and some members of your family and or a friend who was serving as a mechanic driving your own uh your own selves and your own gear to the track uh part of a team now are you going to stay longer stay shorter at the at the race venue um, I think now we got some time to stay longer. Uh, definitely a major headache taken out of the window. Um, this past year, probably seven races left. Um, my dad just wasn't able to come to the races with me because business here for him is pretty hectic that time of year. So he had to kind of lay off and I had to find, find my way to the races. I, I mean, I, I had, had myself, um, but get bikes ready and make sure I'm on top of my training and, eating right and staying healthy um, was a big part, but it was a major headache just making sure the bikes are ready. And not just that, but even on race day where if I got someone with me, no one's really an expert on what I like. So I got to do it all myself. And it's, it's just a whole entire different ball game when you're having to be a mechanic, but also be a racer and you get up to the line and all you're thinking is, well, I hope their pressure's right. I hope this tire lasts the whole minute. Hope answer. I put gas in it. Did I put gas in it? I've thought that before. Right. Not fun. <laughs> it's really too late to do anything about it when you're sitting on the line. Exactly. So, I mean, it's it's definitely a big headache taken out the way. Um, 
definitely looking forward to the first race of the year. Um, I'll be able to go down probably a week and a half early and probably even stay a couple of days down there just to enjoy the views and hang on out and hopefully hopefully bring uh, bring back some big wins and we'll, uh, we'll go home happy. Shout out to uh, Randy Couture who's listening to us in Las Vegas right now. So uh, he's uh, pretty, pretty, he's getting ready for another film. Tristan, how big uh, is this? How big is the team? Are you the sole rider, or we got a multi-rider uh, offense happening here? Um, well, I'm also with Morgan Mischler, who uh, was a part of the team this year, and I believe it's not just my first team ride, but I believe it's his too. So I think uh, I think we're both definitely in for uh, in for business. But um, we both ride, ride rode Hondas in the past, so I think we both have a a little bit of first first race jitters and everything. We've got to shake on out, but hopefully it works out for the best. Mm. That's about what uh, two and a half minutes uh, remain in the uh, in the hour, PJ. Yeah. Well, I just wondered, uh, do you get to? Uh, I mean, now, so you do have a, a teammate. I mean, are you guys racing identical? Yeah, clearly, you're in the same class. Will you be sharing uh, notes? Have you guys like? discuss this sort of thing at all because that's i know for teammates or guys joining teams the uh, uh, one of the stranger things is oh yeah i'm going to share my setup and i'm going to get somebody else's setup notes at least compare and uh contrast with your own yeah i think uh, i think we'll definitely do a little bouncing back and forth off each other just to see what exactly works for him and works for me and it it could be totally different um i'm not really a I wouldn't say I'm really a fan of Morgan's riding style, but uh, I haven't really paid that much close attention. And hopefully, we're able to bounce ideas and everything work out for both of us. Um, I mean, I'd I'd hate to see one of us struggle and the other one do really good. But at the end of the day, it's a team effort, and I guess that's all that matters for the Waters Auto Body team. And is this a, is Waters Auto Body? Are they new to the series, or have they had uh, teams in the past? No, they've had uh, definitely a lot of riders in the past. Um, definitely all one team. They're their privateer team, I guess, more. Um, but they've been putting in a lot of work um, trying to get a steady program going, and I'm glad I can finally fill a spot in them. Well, that's uh, exciting news. Uh, congratulations again to you, Tristan. Thanks for joining us here on Pit Pass. Is there, are you, do you have any sponsors you'd like to say thanks to that we haven't mentioned so far? Yeah, I'd definitely like to thank uh, Waters Auto Body, obviously, for uh, picking me up this year and going into this season. Um, all my sponsors that I've had years past uh, stayed with me going into this year. Ron Ayers Motorsports, KWS, um, RLJ, Brian Newman, uh, Noto Dunlop. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone. Slattle Down Speedco, um, Buddy Pulliam, and we got Susan you. Kennedy with Nanny Goat. Um, the final flight, Mike Hacker, Rad Academy. Um, everyone helped me out. Good job out of you, Tristan. Coming up, hour number two of the big program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast.com system. Stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next.
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v-rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v-rubber Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latrell. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Week. Glad you're with us. Hour number two of the program as we continue. Part of the Evergreen Podcast family, a diverse and dynamically it's, uh, curated, and that's a new word, I think, um, specific to the industry, curation. I mean, you could be a curator if you have a museum, for example, your job curating new art or art to add to the collection. Well, in this case, they are curating radio shows and podcasts. So check them out online. You'll find other products you like besides the Pit Pass show, evergreenpodcast.com. Look for them online. Uh, our number one, if you missed any part of I'm going to invite you to check out the brand new website. Of course, that brand new website is pitpassmoto.com. But uh, we featured Tommy Hayden. Lee Collins and Tristan Avery all in hour number one. Shortly, you'll be able to listen to all of that on the website. You can go back and listen to a bunch of different shows. Very easy to navigate around, and that's kind of a big deal for me. I don't want to have the website itself be a challenge to me. I want to be able to challenge myself with available time. What do I want to listen to today? So check it all out um, as the company continues to evolve into uh, what we want it to be, and we hope you do as well. Do up this hour, Todd Hammock and Trevor. Trevor Stewart. Our contributors in this program include Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, uh, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, our producers, both online and terrestrial, and our flagship station here in Des Moines, Iowa, AM 1460 KXNO. Uh, sitting to my right is PJ Duran. PJ, outstanding first uh, first hour. Let's go to you, sir, with the hot takes. 
Oh, as we had discussed in the previous hour, uh, we were wishing our best to Malcolm Stewart, who unfortunately, mm. or Malcolm Smith, excuse me, not Malcolm, Malcolm well, yeah, Stewart as well. Yeah, yeah, he's unfortunately injured <laughs> as well. Uh, anybody we know named Malcolm uh, has injuries currently, and then also the International Island Classic. We followed up with uh, Josh Hayes winning the final of four races, uh, finishing third overall. Um, and wishing our best uh, to another injured rider, Jason Pridmore, who uh, unfortunately broke his leg at the uh, Island Classic. All right, let's, uh, and I'll give you my hot takes the 450 uh, Supercross results from Oakland, including a third place finish by Blake Baggett. Marvin Muskin took second, and Cooper Webb. Coop was number one. Nice job out of Webb. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go to the 250 West results, and they include Colt Nichols in third, Dylan Ferrandez uh, in second, and Adam Cianciarillo. Uh, in first coming up next san diego on the uh saturday february 2nd and then followed by supercross minneapolis saturday february 9th so if you can't be on the west coast and are in the midwest man get your tickets now and see all the stars of supercross as they invade the twin cities it's always exciting up there beautiful arena play basketball there and uh good good folks up there in the twins so you're going to be able to see some great racing and maybe Maybe some legendary guys that were, oh, I don't know, sponsored by Target. Hmm, who could that be? Scratching your head. Uh, again, coming up this hour, Todd Hammock, our first guest, however, in hour number uh, two. First guest, Trevor Stewart joins us. Trevor, how are you? Trevor, are you there? Yes, sir. There you are. Great year for you, sir. Uh, JGR Honda, right? Uh, clinching uh, the CR. I'm sorry, did I say that? I said JCR. Yeah, JCR. Thank, yeah. thank you. Uh, you clinched. Yeah, you did mess up. <laughs> well, let's start over again. Trevor Stewart joins us uh, from JCR Honda. Uh, you clinched the 2018 AMA, uh, uh, bit, what was it, Big Six WCGP yes. Championship? Yes, sir. Um, a yes, lot of sir. folks may not be familiar with that. Uh, fill them in. What is the 2018 AMA Big Six WG, excuse me, WGP? <laughs> WC, <laughs> I, I didn't bring my cheetah. WCGP. Glasses. Thank you. Thank yes, you. sir. Fill, it fill, fill them in. <laughs> um, it is a, it is, a, um, I think it's questionably, well, arguably the, uh, it's the GNCC of the West Coast. You know, the terrain's obviously a lot different. Sure. But, uh, the, the, the stack of, uh, professional off road riders out here that, that, uh, compete in the series, uh, is just, uh, about the same as GNCC, you know, it's, uh, it's stacked to the top. Uh, it's uh, an hour and a half Grand Prix style race. Um, uh, it's, you know, there, there's many different, uh, different terrains that we go through all year long. Uh, you know, one would be the desert and, uh, two would be, you know, tight technical trails and three is, uh, you know, at a, at a motocross track like Glen Helen, you know, um, it's, it's an eight round series and, uh, definitely makes for a, uh, for a grueling uh for a grueling year racing uh but that's that's basically what it is um it's i think it's one of those series that's really uh blown up out here on the west coast and it's what we're trying to do we're trying to make uh we're trying to make west coast off-road racing great again Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you got your own red hats oh yeah (laughs) and it's uh yeah it's never really been missing much out there. I mean, Trevor, if it seems like the West Coast is is and always has been pretty stacked. What's Big Six stand for? Um, like the actual words? Or- well, no. I mean, why is it called the Big Six? I think there's more than six races in your guys' series. Is that aren't there? 
Yeah, there definitely is. Um, that's actually a good question that I, I don't have an answer to. Uh, you know, I think maybe there used to be six races, and now they added a couple more. But uh, That sounds I, believable. Yeah. I was just curious because I've not heard anyone, and it just never occurred to me. What do they call it, the Big well, Six? Well, who would we even ask about that? I mean, let's get somebody on the phone, Jack. Can we do that? I have, no, I have no History idea. It's actually, uh, it's not as easy as one might think to find information about the Big Six series online. Hmm. Um because that is not the actual website that you go to for your race, right? Uh, right. And uh, they're in. Uh, we're actually in a change of uh, of websites and uh, and a uh, series name. Uh, it's actually going as the uh, NGPC series uh, now, which which will stand for. I, I do know this one. It stands for the uh, the National <laughs> Grand Prix Championship Series. Uh, a little bit of a tough twister, but uh, at the end of the end of this year. Um, the AMA decided to make uh, that series uh, a national championship, which is, you know, just as, uh, which would just be as prestigious as, you know, a GNCC uh, XC1 championship, something along those lines. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good for us. It's, it's great for great for all the racers, great for all the OEM brands, and uh, it's good for Honda. Uh, uh, I know they want to, they want another number one championship, so that's what, Myself and uh, my teammate Ricky Brabeck are going after this year. He's uh, competing in the uh, NHHA, which is the National Heron Hound, um, and I'll be doing the NGPC series. Uh, so that's that's the goal this year. That's what we're what we're shooting for, and uh, we're we're hoping to make that happen. What's Brabeck like as a teammate? Do you get do you spend much time with him? I do, I do. Uh, not as much as I'd like. You know, he's he's quite the uh, quite the world traveler nowadays. He's, just uh, just got home from Peru after a uh, after a tough break at the uh, 2019 Dakar Rally. Um, he basically had the thing wrapped up and uh, just had a had a bike malfunction, which was a bummer. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't get to see the guy as much as I'd like to. But uh, man, he's he's a really solid guy. Um, I'm able to learn a lot from him uh, as a teammate, and uh, I get to you know um, just. Just listen to what the guy has to say. He's a very knowledgeable person and uh, very likable, easy to talk to. And uh, uh, we, we do our fair share of trail riding and, uh, you know, talking smack back to one another. as Just typical teammate kind of stuff. Uh, he's, he's a really good dude and uh, hope to have him as a teammate for uh, for a long time coming. I'm not going back to Peru, by the way. Neither is Tony Wink, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> we were on the beach, okay, just sipping uh, some Mai Tais and Margies, and uh, they kept trying to push us back in the water, you know, trying to save <laughs> our lives. But uh, it was it was touching save your from. lives, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the poor folks, poor folks in Peru. Let's go back to PJ. Trevor, what's an NG? Um, just curious about what the the course of a race weekend looks like, especially now that this is going to be a national series. Um, what's what's a weekend look like? I mean, are you trucking in on Fridays for a, for a race weekend, or is it? I mean, hour and a half is. It sounds like your main event. I'm assuming there are qualifying races uh, throughout the course of the weekend. Um, uh, no, there's there's no qualifying races, uh, unfortunately, because I feel like I'd be able to. Uh, uh, kind of settle our, our fair share with uh, some of the lappers that we run into and some of these uh, tighter races that we have. But uh, uh, no, there's unfortunately there's no qualifying. It's more so along the lines of uh, yeah, you do show up Friday. You you, you come in and uh, my my dad actually my dad 
is uh, the truck driver for, for the JCR Honda team. So he actually comes in uh, on Thursday night and sets up, gets, gets uh, you know, a great spot in vendor row for everything to look nice and pretty. And uh, I usually come in uh, Friday evening or Saturday morning uh, because there is a, a practice that the pros are able to do uh, at the end of the day on Saturday and followed up with the pro race uh, the main the main event uh, is on on Sunday at at uh, twelve thirty, so um, it, it it definitely is a weekend ordeal. But uh, I don't complain. You know, I don't uh, get to see my parents as much as I'd like to. But on those weekends, I, I get to spend my fair share of time with them. So uh, it's it's a nice family atmosphere, um, and it's it's a good time. And so I assume throughout the course of the weekend, you know, you being the pros, you're the highlight a uh, highlight race of the weekend. There's a lot of amateur and local A, B, double A, perhaps, yeah. uh, uh, race classes. Uh, how big of an event is it? I mean, is it, uh, if you've been to a GNCC, would you compare it favorably as far as the overall uh, turnout that you see at the one of these events? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't. Um, I feel like GNCC has such a, uh, such like a, a legendary, <laughs> um, just, it, it's crazy. Uh, I, I don't know. Those guys come from all all sorts of places out of the woodwork for, for GNCC. It's, it's pretty unreal. Um, I, I feel like that's why they are the, the number one off-road series, uh, arguably, in, in the world. I mean, the turnouts that they get is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty crazy. But, uh, I mean, we, we do definitely have our, uh, our fair share of uh, people that come out for these races. I know we had, I believe, just under 3,000 entries uh, the first round. Wow. Yeah, That's a good size yeah. event, and you're going to fill yeah. an awful lot of territory with trucks and trailers with that many race entries. Yeah, it, it's pretty unreal, uh, especially the first round. It's uh, uh, as you guys probably know, it's a very, uh, very prestigious event out here. At least uh, the Atalanta Grand Prix is with the first round of of the NGPC series. Uh, they've kind of taken that over, taken it under their wing, and uh, made it into something. Uh, I'd say much greater now. Uh, like like I said, the spectator turnout's pretty unreal. I know I'm not sure what the number count was um, this year, but I know last year there was um, just over 10,000 uh, spectators for the event, um, which is I mean that's crazy. That's crazy for an off road race, you know, and for for guys like us who are uh, trying to make a, a living at this is uh, it's pretty awesome because you know we we get to uh, we get that that space you know that time slot to uh what is that you know show people what what we do you know in a different aspect of motorcycle racing and i think that's that's really cool we're really fortunate to be able to uh put on a show for for these people on the west coast because uh you know obviously supercross out here and uh you know being in the 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 hub of southern california takes a lot of the toll of motorcycle racing and takes a lot away from from uh from us as, as professional racers so when we do get a, a good showing like that, it's uh, it, it's cool to see. It, it really is. Uh, you got a lot of kids running around the pits, super excited to uh, get get some jersey signed, and, uh, <laughs> get their hat signed. You know, it's uh, it, it makes them feel good, and uh, I guess you could say it gives us uh, a little bit of a reason to uh, you know work a little bit harder and uh, take home take home a win. <laughs> I like the guys that uh, are are like standoffish don't like to sign autographs and everything but then they wonder 
okay, in the twilight of their careers, why doesn't anyone come up and ask for my autograph anymore? Right. You know what I mean? You got to take yeah. it and you got to relish every single bit of it. Not every fight's yeah. going to be a win. Not every race is going to be a victor, uh, a victory lap. But, you know, you, it's everything. Take it for what it's worth and enjoy it, for goodness sake. Right. I, I can't tell you how much I agree with that, you know, because uh, number one, I mean, on a scale of uh, on a scale of importance in this world, our sport isn't too big, you know, as, as a whole thing. Uh, you know, we're we're very small. We're, we fill a very small portion of this world, you know. So these, these guys that uh, some of these guys that race motorcycles, you know, not taking anything away from anybody. But, you know, not, nobody's too important to uh, to go make a little kid's day. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It, you're racing a motorcycle, you know, these kids look up to you. And uh, I think it goes, obviously, for the same as, as some of these uh, professional supercross and motocross races, you know, like uh, uh, Dean Wilson is a very close friend of mine. And, uh, you know, he, he's been at every single supercross race this year in a sprinter, and he's got the longest line of, of little kids waiting to get their autographs signed, you know, and he sits there and spends that, that two hours you know, I mean, it's crazy, and, and it's what he does, and that's why he is a fan favorite. That's why a lot of people like him, and that's why he gets the support um, that he does. Um, and same goes for somebody like Aaron Plessinger. You know, he's got a smile on his face all the time. Always. Those are the, yeah, those are the riders we need in this world, you know, and uh, I've been able to learn quite a bit from both of those guys. They're both very, very close friends of mine, and um, and yeah, I, I think it's awesome, you know. They're, they're never too good to to, uh, you know, to, to take a picture with somebody or sign something for somebody. And I think that's awesome. It's, uh, they're very humble people down to earth and, uh, you know, not taking anything away from anybody else. You know, a lot of guys in, in the sport are, uh, most definitely the same way, but you know, some, uh, some are, some are questionable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say? You're never as tall, uh, as when you stoop to sign an autograph for a child, because you know what, they, they obviously think the world of you anyway, yeah. but when yeah. you, uh, man, that's, that's a whole different kind of enormity in that difference you just made us PJ uh, final for you. Yeah. I was just wondering, you, you'd mentioned uh, a couple of very fast pros who are, are you getting to ride with, uh, some local, uh, MX or supercross pros as part of your training uh, at all, Trevor? Yeah, actually. Um, my trainer is, uh, his name's Ethan Yaudis and he actually works for Aaron Plessinger. Um, Aaron's, uh, one of my best friends, uh, and as is Ethan. And, uh, so I get to do a lot of my training, uh, not so much riding nowadays, or at least right now, uh, due to, uh, due to, uh, the supercross season, obviously it uh, would be a little bit weird to see my big tank on a supercross track, <laughs> but, um, but no, uh, during outdoors and stuff, I get to do a lot of riding with those guys. I mean, there's there's a list of them. Um, I, I did a lot of preparation uh, with guys like Brock Tickle this year, um, uh, one of my closer friends that I've uh, spent a lot of time with and will actually be my roommate here in a couple weeks, uh, Mitchell Falk. He, he'll be contending in his first East Coast Supercross race next weekend in uh, Minnesota. I do a lot of riding with him. Um, and I, I get to do a lot of training with those guys too. And I think it's uh, super important for my program, um, to be able to work with those guys because, you know, it's not like I'm racing them. So, um, I get to kind of get a different, uh, side of them, uh, that they probably don't show a, a, a lot of people because I, you know, I don't have to race them on the weekends. <laughs> um, 
and so it's really nice i, I do uh especially during outdoor season i get to get a lot of riding in with uh you know most of the the, the star yamaha team um and uh, i do some of my my training and my yoga and stuff like that with the star guys every morning uh every monday um so it's important i think to be able to spend time with them and uh learn a lot from those guys and uh, i think it's more uh for me i think just mentality uh, right. just tactics you know, and stuff like that, and being able to, uh, you know, uh, I guess, bank off of one another, uh, just different ideas and different ways to go about certain uh, situations is uh, is huge for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely, I benefit it uh, most definitely and uh, hopefully get to uh, do some more riding with those guys this summer. We hope so, too. But, uh, but I, t- I got to tell you, we're up past the break so we're gonna have to cut you loose and uh, send you off into the pits uh but we do appreciate you joining us trevor best your family and everybody in the great northwest good luck at the upcoming rounds yeah thank you appreciate it guys this program can be heard on your favorite podcast app including stitcher spotify your rss feed the traditional uh also overcast google Podcasts, and itunes it's easy enough to get just sign up for it and uh take us wherever you go you're going on an airplane playing want to listen to us while you're in the air we could do that uh, maybe you just want to hang out with us and listen live you could do that as well so uh just check out the website for more information pitpassmoto.com back on the other side coming up next todd hammock stay tuned what's up it's kyle regal you listen to pit pass radio Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber No speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans. Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks 
you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage. And it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest-to-ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter-weight package. Package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, Gloves and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey. All right, uh, heading to zero. That's our temperature. Uh, What is the high? Was it seven degrees today? The high was seven today. Right now, we are at six below with a wind chill of 13 below. Six below, wind chill 13 below. What is it supposed to be tomorrow? And everything's closed, by the way. Minus Five. Minus five and wind chills scheduled to yeah. be... Yeah, that'll be the high. Uh, the yeah. low will be substantially lower than that. Yeah, they're talking about minus 20 for tomorrow minus night. Minus 20, yeah. Ooh, and we're cl- 17, 18 below tonight. Got horses, got cattle. Make sure the electric heaters are uh, working in the uh, in the ponds and the... And, the uh, and, and what do they call those big tanks? Water trough. Uh, water trough, yeah. Uh, make sure those are uh, loose and goosey so uh, the horses and the animals can get fed. And if you got dogs or cats, get them out, get them out, get them in from outside. Uh, take care of them as you would hope somebody would be taking care of you. And I've seen plenty of pictures on social media of poor little animals uh, curled up in a snowbank uh, trying to get out of the weather. And I just feel terrible for them. I can't rescue them all, but by God, if I can help you. You know, that's what. And, Jack, you've seen these same pictures, right? Well, I've seen the same pictures. The other thing I would tell you is if you have elderly people that you know or family members, please check on them. Yeah, that's not going to hurt you. Just pick up the phone and call or get in your car and drive over there to see if you can help. All right, welcome back to Pit Pass. Scott Casper, P.J. Duran. It's a chilly, chilly time of year, but I will tell you this. we're never too uh, too busy uh, to talk about what what's right, okay? And uh, that's why we talk about the weather, and uh, hopefully you folks will be able to get something out of that as well. Coming up next, uh, in the wings, waiting in the wings, a Tulsa native, Todd Hammock joins us. Todd, how are you? Oh, just uh, along with you guys trying to stay warm. 
<laughs> Trying to stay warm. That is this time of year. No, but, but you're down in Oklahoma, right? Well, we're headquartered out of Tennessee, Oklahoma, but I'm uh, just sitting outside of Denver. We've got a show this weekend. Oh, wow. Friday and Saturday night in Denver, so uh, it's it's actually not going to be as bad here as most uh, back in the Midwest and, and further east. No, at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, the Great Rockies, uh, Denver actually gets some pretty reasonable weather throughout the winter, and uh, as Vale does and Snowmass, but uh, really completely different than Iowa. It's amazing uh, the type of and, – and people expect, you know, you're out there amongst the, the mountains, uh, you're going to get some pretty tough weather, but it's not necessarily true. No, I think Denver has over – that's one part I like about this part of the state – like over 300 days of sunshine. So, yeah, granted, you get the snow in the mountains and in the front range, but for the most part, you're going you're gonna, to uh, you know, see some beautiful skies and, and sunlight. So, mm-hmm. in the wintertime, you know, it's a dry cold, and it's typically not that bad. I, you know, this weekend, we're looking at 50 and 55 degree weather. So, Good Lord. Uh, you know, Enjoy I know that. The ground yeah, we're going to take advantage of it. Two of my uh, favorite hotels in America Brown, the Brown, and also uh, the Fairmont both located in denver colorado all right uh, let's get down to business if you will uh todd uh, let's talk a bit about the arena cross series you started in the arena cross series back in what 1995 yes 1995 was our first arena cross event and every year since then we've, we've grown we've either added another event or just you know continue to grow and, and do what we do and in 2005 uh we took it on full-time and I've been going with it ever since. 2008, we partnered up with Kicker Performance Audio out of Stillwater, Oklahoma. And sure. knows that Stillwater hosts a lot of uh, great off-road motocross talent. You've got Guy Cooper, Kenny Bartram, uh, just to name a few. So, um, and then since, you know, from 2008, again, just continuing to grow and, and spread ourselves, uh, you know, out coast to coast at this point now. And, and there we are. And, you know, Fox Sports 2. Uh, this year, it's just, just a dream come true. And, Todd, as I understand it, your Arena Cross series broken into two parts. Is that right? Are they both considered separate um, championships, if you will? You got the Winter Series and you got the Summer Series. The the Summer Series, you know, we have so much time off, and there's a lot of places that uh, cities that have, you know, to me, scenic arenas, and, 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 and we like to go there. Uh, some of them are outdoors, some of them are indoors, but uh, it just keeps us all riding and active. Uh, it keeps my guys working, and, and you know, these racers, uh, you know, they work. People come. They like to be outside racing in some neat uh, outdoor arenas in the summer, so that's our summer series, but, but we really, you know, a lot of the work and focus is on the winter series because that is at the point when we go week to week, uh, and it's not so spread out. And it's, uh, it's every weekend coming in, moving into a venue, uh, producing what we do, bringing the dirt in, and then, and then Sunday, fucking it all up and, and off to the next town. Gotcha. So that is that is the one that's more you would say contested, if you will, by the riders. It's the it's the focus of the arena your arena cross series. That is the more uh, definitely the more popular uh, is the winner, and, and and rightfully so. I mean, people. Typically, in certain parts of the country, just like now, they are going to struggle to find an outdoor facility to do any, uh, you know, motocross competition. So we come into town, you know, whether it's Chicago or, or wherever it may be that they can't ride. I mean, now you got a chance to use your iron and and come out on a weekend, be with your moto buddies, moto family, and 
live it up and have a good time. What's your, what is, let's face it, you've covered quite a range of, of employment opportunities throughout racing and now as, you know, part of the promotional uh, effort with Kicker and Arena Cross, um, you know, you get a chance to really do a lot of things. You want to turn a spade of dirt, you want to run a tractor, you want to help design out, you know, a track for any given building. Um, is there a favorite part or is it kind of all that you get to wear all these different hats and decide what you're going to put a hundred percent effort on any given day? Well, most of the, to me, for my job, um, and I've had to delegate, I, I have to say that I wouldn't be where I am without all the great people that are around me that are helping and supporting me. And now uh, we know we do have some good people that know what they're doing, but for me, you know, all the, all the, the prep, you know, the prep work, the planning. I mean, you know, doing these venues takes one to two years in advance, and then pulling everything together. Uh, you know, when I get to the when I get to town and do the event, my part of it is pretty much done, other than just making sure that everybody else does their part of it. You know, whether it's track construction, the guys on the floor uh, implementing, you know, pulling, you know, dropping the starting gate, and, and the, you know, the, the girls in the office and the scorekeepers doing their job and. Uh, uh, but, you know, as far as a favorite part of it, uh, you know, I think going out and, and selling the event has to be where, you know, where it all started for me and, and, and what I like to do the most. That's it's awesome. And, and this series continues to grow, it seems. Uh, would you say that's fair characterization of your character series? It is. It is. You know, we were not prepared for the MZL to... Uh, discontinue their series when they did. I really thought they'd go longer. And so in May, when we all got the, the news, uh, you know, it, you know, we're sitting there thinking, well, what do, you know, what do we do? And we feel that we were the next one to step up if anybody was going to do it and take over the National Arena Cross scene. So even though uh, you know the AMA the sanctioning part of it is not available to anybody at this point. And we'll have to ask them why, but uh, <laughs> you know, we, we felt, you know, hey, we, we, we just never had the AMA, and we always did very well. And so here we are, we're, we're pushing forward, and now have our own uh, pro national tour that, you know, I know you've said it, that the series in a series. Right. But uh, because our winter series starts in November, and because we added a few more venues from last year, it spread it out. We started our, you know, because we, our program incorporates the amateurs, the little kids up to the, you know, that 30s, that 40s. And we started it, you know, that series back in November, and that continued on. But we saw that the TV portion of it was not going to start after the first of the year. So we, we carved out what we felt were some of the, the good venues that, that, that looked great on TV. They were big, strong markets, Chicago, Salt Lake City, Denver, Oklahoma City, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. And incorporated those into this pro national series, and then you know all of a sudden I started getting phone calls from different racing teams, Phoenix Honda, wanting to come on and be a part of it. And so you know now now it's all taken shape, mm-hmm. and uh, we're off and running. We've got four events under our belt that are filmed, and you and I are going to talk about the first airing here in just a minute. But uh, you know that's where we are today, and it, it's been great. And, uh, growth is i see a lot more growth in front of us as well by the way anytime we talk with uh, our current guest todd hammock uh, we're going to be playing a little background for you featuring kicker audio kick can you raise it there it is okay thank you jack 
<laughs> I know, PJ, you're going, uh, what's he doing in there? <laughs> I was curious. Now it makes total sense. Yeah. I just want to give kickers some credit and some love. Doing a good thing there. You know, I, I really like uh, the positioning for kicker arena cross right now. It seems like right place, right time. And uh, stepping in almost unaccosted, you know, in the, in that you don't have to go up against Feld anymore. Or, you know, this this is a real neat place, I think, for you guys to be. And the fans, I think, are the ones that are really going to benefit, uh, as well as racers. Let's face it, uh, you know, anytime you get a race indoors uh, with the, the tracks as demanding, physically demanding as they are, uh, that's huge. And, um, you know, everything has to be just right uh, for safety purposes, for viewing, and for, for the enjoyment of the fans and the racers. But uh, so there's a lot on your plate, Todd. There's a lot on your plate and that of your team. There is. I mean, you said something that a lot of people don't realize. They may ask, you know, why don't you do this with the racetrack? Or why don't you do this? And, and there's so many elements involved when you construct and just design the race course. You have to keep in mind the, the ingress and the egress. When you come and you have 500 racers on a Saturday and you get them all qualified for the main event that night, you got to get them on and off the track. And, uh, you know, we pride ourselves because we drop the gate typically every four minutes, you know, barring any, any time that we need to stop or, you know, if there's an injury or something. But, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a well-known machine. We've been doing it a while. And, you know, you're, like I say, you're right. It's, it's, it's a lot on my plate. But, again, I'm surrounded with a lot of talented people, and, and I really think they make it look easy. That's what makes our show and your show stand up apart. Um, you're surrounded with very talented people, and well, my crew here has me. That's it. It's pretty. You know, talk about setting the bar low. Uh, <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, Joe oh, well, Smales. No. Other other people do it for you. Uh, that's a that's a fact. About two minutes left, PJ. You got one or two left. It's up to you. Well, I was just curious uh, what. What does that? I, I know we've we've briefly touched on it, Todd. But what does the future look like in regards to potential sanctioning? Is that something that uh, you again briefly touched on it? Don't want to beat a dead horse, but it, it is curious to us listeners and fans of racing. When could something happen? Are you the guy that's going to be making it happen? Well, you know, I've I've been in communication with the AMA. Um, they've got contract rights. With uh, still with Arena Cross that uh, keeps them from, from my understanding, this is what I've heard that right now keeps them from aligning with us. But you know, it's it's not off the table. It's not off the table, and I think that uh, you know everybody likes Arena Cross. Would like to see a, you know another Arena Cross national plate come out of it at some point. So what we've decided to do is to just keep growing and do the best that we can and. And, you know, with the TV package that we, we just got going with Fox Sports, we think we're going to show uh, show them that, hey, we're the guys they need to be doing business with when the time comes. And we agree with you 100%, by the way. Uh, and if we can do anything as far as uh, putting you guys on our website at pitpassmoto.com, let us know. We'll be happy to put up a schedule and make sure you guys are getting some pub out there and keep our listeners, uh, our aggregate, uh, uh, not only plugged in, but, uh, you know, if they're not already fans – uh, and God, you know, it's hard to believe how long arena cross has been around, 
But if they're not already fans, let's get them uh, to that level, uh, get them plugged in so whenever it is nearby, close by, uh, they want to consider going and being a part of that race weekend wherever that is across the country. Uh, Todd, uh, who are the big sponsors? You mentioned Fox, of course, but who are some of the big sponsors that help uh, you guys uh, you know, turn out good, uh, good race weekends? Well, when we, we took on the Fox Sports 2 airing, and actually, let me say that the first airing uh, from Loveland, Colorado, we take back early January, uh, will be this Thursday night on Fox Sports 2. It airs at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 6 uh, West Coast. But to get to this point, because it's not cheap to be on TV, the production of it, you know, kicker, again, they, they continue to step up. But we brought in uh, Parts Unlimited. Everybody's very familiar with them. We brought in D-Max, which uh, D-Max, if you're not familiar, they, they are a lubricant company, but sure. they have got a push in a small engine. Uh, they're, you know, they're a subsidiary of uh, Speedway Motorsports, which is Bruton Smith and all that NASCAR stuff. But they're on board with and, and, and to make this happen as well. And, and a uh, company called Law Tigers, uh, which is uh, a franchise, uh, you know, lost long, <clears throat> an attorney company that, supports motorcycle riders and their safety so it's a good group it's made a good mix for us and uh you know the growth will just be adding more promotional partners as we go down the road well todd it's awful good to talk to you glad you took time to join us keep us posted on what's going on we'll be happy to help you guys as you continue to grow kicker arena cross Todd, thank you all right thank you appreciate your support this portion of our program brought to you in part by our friends at Hicklin Power Sports, HicklinPowerSports.com, in-house financing, barbershop, they got that too. Hicklin Power Sports continuing to grow into what you need them to be. It's HicklinPowerSports.com. Uh, when we come back, Aaron Colton's going to be joining us, a little bit of in-studio time with the boys, so stick around. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. This is Mickey Diamond with Nuclear Cowboys, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro Profit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno des moines sports station 1460 kxno 
If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from First name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka. Proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Josh Hayes, AMA Superbike Champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back. Uh, just taking it around the studio here. Who had the strongest outing? Uh, and it didn't necessarily have to be one, two, three, four. No. But who had the strongest showing in Anaheim one? As a team, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we've already made that. It's got to be Yamaha yeah. with Justin Barsha winning the four fifty class, yeah. and then and then in the two fifty they go one two with Colton Nichols and Dylan Frandis. I mean, for sure. And, and, that's... and then Plessinger, you said what got sixth. Uh, in yeah, Plessinger got six in the 450 so. class. He's a factory <clears throat> Yamaha guy. Yep, but Braden Stewart and Freeze. I mean, that's a, that's a strong. That's, that's probably number two, yeah. I think, as a whole, uh, collectively. Uh, and then you look at what No, Mocker, no. You've got Ken Roxon and, and Cole Seeley went 210. They only got two guys. Okay, I guess if we're. They still have scored more points than the Smart Top team. <laughs> How about that? Which one of those was in the lead at any time? Or. Or challenging for a lead at any time. I think it was a pretty positive race for Ken Roxon. I think, and Eli Tomac even. I mean, they, we've all seen Anaheim 1 really screw some guys over. Well, I, and and coming out of a mutter, going into Phoenix, I think it's going to be a different program for who's going to win. But um, nobody about, picked Barsha to win. What, what, think, about so. the, what about the free agents out there? Dino. Dean Wilson, Brock Tickle, Grant as a free agent. Tickle would be great if we could see him return. What a bummer, man. He's that is such out. that is such BS. Here's the thing. You got you got Dean Wilson sponsored by a weed company and they can't show admittingly it. using it. And No, and he's using he's using C B D oil. Very well. That's fine. But it's still it's some sort of an it's enhancer a or or a byproduct of something, an illegal substance, and I got no problem with it. I don't think it should be illegal. I don't do it. It's but CBD I don't think is it not be. illegal. No, it's not. It's an oil. It's an oil. That's all. Okay. So there is no you know where THC. I'm going with it. I understand. THC would be the illegal portion. Of yes, it. Yeah. there is no THC in it. There, correct. There's a lot of athletes out there that use it. We even heard Jeff Ward himself say he uses it. There's a lot of veterans in this world that that use it because it helps with PTSD. Uh, it's an anti-inflammatory. There's a lot of sick kids that use this. People suffer from, from Parkinson's disease. But that isn't my point. My point is that Brock Tickle, you know, like... Oh, he's, he's getting screwed so bad by these guys. It's ridiculous. You saw James Stewart go through the spell, and where, where's James Stewart now? We don't even see the guy. No. 
I, I, anyway, back to other free agents out there, Tyler Bowers, Kyle Cunningham. Uh, those are the guys out there. How about the guys that are injured? Are they still a part of the discussion? Um, I, I think your biggest one would be Zach Osborne just because of – Yeah, what a bummer. He, he breaks his collarbone, what, the week before the race? Yeah, hmm. and he breaks the plate, the existing plate, and I saw the picture. I don't know if you oh, did too, did but it, it's bent. He bends the existing plate. That has to be removed and a new plate put in place, which thus lengthens you know what his I'd be saying? recovery. Mommy! <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. No. That okay. would be terrible. Next guest waiting in the wings. Guys, you ready for it? Tony Wink? Do it. Aaron Colton. I, I guess um, Aaron is a guy we've had on many, many times. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's probably one of the most well-known street, street bike f- uh, freestyle guys in the world. And his, he does demos all over the U.S. Um, and, and Europe. And uh, he's been – we haven't had him on in a while, but he's, he's always been a great guest. So he joins us now, Aaron Colton. Welcome back to Pit Pass. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, suit. What are you house. doing, man? Where you been? A uh, little bit of everywhere. Still traveling a ton. I'm currently out of the shop right now. Um, just wrapping up on some bike work. I did a, some awesome trail riding this past weekend. And, uh, man, it's been a cr- crazy and wild. The number one priority recently has been I have a almost two-year-old daughter now. So that's wow. uh, been one wild ride the last couple of years. But as we are, let me say, how do we say that? Learning our cadence. We're both first-time parents. Um, it's uh, it's been great because she's been able to travel a lot. So she's been, you know, that they'll end up flying in and meet me at some of these different events. But yeah, I'm just kind of prepping everything, and I just shipped some of my freestyle equipment out because I'm headed down to Brazil to do an event with Red Bull down here in the middle oh, cool. of January. And uh, yeah, everything's trucking strong. You get to work at all with uh, Amato? I, I actually do quite a bit. I do quite a bit. We were just chatting the other day because we both got in some great post-rain trail riding in, in uh, SoCal. I liked, and, I love talking with that guy. I tell you what, he, he's such a bright star for me. It's, it's just in a conversation. doesn't even have to be on the air. I just really like to talk to him. Yeah, the one thing that people underestimate with someone like Matto because some of the feats that he's conquered as far as an athlete have been so unfathomable. You always have, like a daredevil-esque mentality that you'd have in mind, and then you beat him, and you're like, wow, this is one sharp tack. Yeah. He's got everything going on. He's awesome. Aspiring for me as a dad, which has been cool, because we've been spending a lot more time together now with the kids, which is we uh, we camped together at Day in the Dirt this last year. So, it's, it's yeah, that's been wild, wild for everyone. Didn't we do something with, with uh, like, supply you some parts and some bike you built sure or did. something? Yeah, no, why, absolutely. Wiseco dialed in that uh, Project Two-Stroke build I did with that one YZ125, and I actually raced that again this year uh, at Day in the Dirt because, long story short, uh, there was another plan I was going to do a Project Two-Stroke 2.0 with uh, a 250 two-stroke because I did the previous year with the YZ125. And, um, yeah, you guys hooked it up with the – I went a little oversized on the motor and have, a, like, a 137 built, 125, and I Ironmaned the day in the dirt two years in a row on the thing. It's awesome. Um, so it wasn't by design this year, but it was ready to go, and it. Uh, I ended up doing, spending a lot of seat time on that little thing. I got a 125, and I, I have a uh – shelf dedicated to top ends because I'm so big, I have to rebuild the thing every <laughs> time you know, I get give done. give yourself credit. You're down, what, 20 pounds? 23 25? pounds 23. I've lost. Yeah. Yep. No, yep. I, uh, 
It's that's we, affecting his bottom end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That when you do an oversize on a bike like that, and you get that kind of time, no matter yeah, what parts you're using, that's but especially on a 125, and, and man, though. Glenn Helen, yeah, that place you're singing, man. It's at like all. It's crazy how many times you're topped out in the top of the gearbox racing. Yeah. At Glen Helen, when they have it set up for Day in the Dirt with the TT course and the asphalt section in the back, I felt so bad. But you know, it's what it had. I actually, I'm picking up a new 450 in a week or two, so I'm stoked that I'll have a, a mix-up bike for a little while. What color? 125 is red. Red. They, it's they, they, so they, good. They nailed it. This, I mean, they they have been. But you, man, they really knocked out of the park. Aaron, are you getting a factory edition? No, because they were all pre-sold. What? They were all spoken for. 500 of them. I guess only a couple, like the big select dealers, got some that yeah. were spoken for, but they were already, you know, money down or whatever. That's wrong. I wanted one so bad. That's wrong. I wanted one. One of our friends, yeah, some, one of our friends has one. You want us to make a few calls? <laughs> I have no idea who we're actually going to call. Have just... you gotten a haircut yet, Aaron? You know what? I, I, I did. I did. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, between going to soccer and swimming lessons and all the stuff I'm doing with my daughter now, I, I, I cleaned up the haircut. I'm, I'm just another parent at some of these deals, which is kind of interesting. I'm on the younger side compared to some of the most. But, yeah, I definitely, I, the hair went a couple months in yeah. when just, like, little things like changing diapers and whatnot when you had like all kinds of hair to grab onto at all points in time it just had to go so that that happened this past year how do you keep her occupied on the airplanes because that's uh, we have the ipad harder. obviously it's getting harder than it used to like You're, out of the box was, was easy and aggressively yeah. was easy for maybe until she was like 14 15 months now it's tough when we both fly there's not much sleeping on either side to be honest you know you can watch movies together and the sure. ipad and have snacks and whatnot, but there's no like science on that because it's been a learning curve for sure. She, uh, I guess the longest flight now is in Miami. We went out there for the Red Bull Formula One run a show. I did a demo performance there, which was super cool to get to drive. And I, I got to pit with my freestyle bike out of the Formula One show car garage cool. uh, in Miami. So just to be around that whole setting was super motivational when you see how put together it is, even to have a non-race pace program going on for something down there. So, But, yeah, Miami's further so far, so six and a half hours or so. That's There's not bad. Big international stuff right. coming up this next year that I've, I'm not quite sure, but I think it's going to be kind of a long flight. What we do, just so you know, and then my boys are now 30 and 31, but back then, and it was all propped. There were no jets, uh, you know, so it took a little longer to fly from coast to coast. But we just put them in the aisle and uh, go to sleep. <laughs> Uh, they'd be cruising up down the aisle, you Time know, sure, change, turbulence. Uh, yeah, that was good a luck, long, kids. Long yeah. time Here's ago. your helmet. You, yeah. You'd have to have, man. You'd have to have serious faith in the behavior. Don't send them down the aisle on a plane with people that you're stuck with, no matter what. Yeah, and it's amazing how quiet they are now as adults. Uh, it's funny. I, I raced in uh, 2014. I went over and raced the vet motocrosses nations and on a YZ 490, which is the worst motorcycle I've ever raced. Ever. By the way, ever. Um, but my wife was pregnant, like borderline probably shouldn't have went on the airplane, but we went over there and it was, and this kid, Sketchy. oh, it wasn't that bad, but there was a kid that just kicked my seat for the, the entire 12 hour flight or whatever it was, kicked my seat. And I just, I just got to the point where I just like, it's not going to stop. Right. And now yeah. that I have a four year old, um, 
I'm very. I try to be very conscientious about how she's affecting other people around us. Right. Because it. it but but I'll tell you a couple of things. Chocolate. Uh, having some whatever her favorite candy is. My kid never gets candy. Nope. Unless we're traveling or there's something like that. And I'm very. I limit her a lot on on the iPad and the and the phones and stuff like that. She always wants to watch YouTube. And uh, if we're if we're on an airplane, you bet. You Children's can, Tylenol you works can, like a dream. I don't do that. I, okay. When my daughter was little, she's 18 now, but I used to give her a lot of uh, Nyquil. Yeah. <laughs> no, you and didn't. It, Shut up. Yeah, I mean, it really worked out well for me. Somebody's None listening and true, thinks you're serious. Nothing. Send I, your cards and letters never, too. Yeah, yeah, I would never do that. Okay. So, Aaron, you're headed to Brazil. What do you got? What do you got cooking on down there? Uh, down there, super. A really good friend of mine who's the sports marketing director for Red Bull down there, named Stan. I did some tours with him throughout Colombia and uh, Panama a number of years back. And uh, I'm doing an activation for a new distributor partnership that they have. So they wanted to basically introduce the brand of Red Bull to you know, a very large partnership that they have distributing the project throughout the country of Brazil. So I'm going down there to do uh, basically a private sh- uh, run of show like I have with my demo program here set up in the U.S. And then over the next few days, I'm going to be doing some collaboration photo and video projects with some of the local Red Bull Brazil athletes. So it's going to be a cool cool little trip. It's going to be out and back. I'm kind of even still waiting on some of the final confirmations of the of the ins and outs, but it's going to be awesome. I, I, uh, I think that basically leaves just Argentina south of the border that I haven't been to. So the... the, the I, to, so I understand that the Red Bull is just now being introduced where you're going, or it's a new, no, it's a new but person. A, uh, to make a long story short, they're making a partnership with a, a very large distributor down there. I see. Um, yep, gotcha. Yep, yep. So it's uh, kind of one of those deals, and it depends. That's the one thing that's so interesting and cool about Red Bull. I get to experience a company's nuts and bolts from every direction, from athlete project side to the competition side to creating content all the way down to actually feet on the floor doing, uh, you know, essentially giving thanks to the actual oil running the machine. So it's cool getting to experience, like, every side of what someone would expect a company like that has going on. Cool. That's neat. And I think you should do the, the two-stroke 2.0 so you can get a hold of me and we can do some parts again. Oh, uh, I would love to. I would, and, and, I, and it was already going through my head, but I was trying not to make too many calls because it, it was like on the fence of happening. And the date got later in October, and we were still going back and forth on if we were going to have enough time scheduling both the videographer that I did the project with last time with Red Bull to make it happen. And unfortunately, I didn't get to do it, but it's... it's uh, I'm going to put it well over 90% of that day and next year. I'm going to be in a 2.0 project with a 252 stroke, and I would definitely like to get the thing suited up. The white steel stuff worked out great. It's, having a whole kit like that versus microfiche ordering like I've done in the past is just monumental in getting the job done. So and ProX, you know, a partner of Weissco has everything you need as far as, like, cables and, and clutch and, and um, air filters. Air you filters, name it. Brake yeah, pads. They do uh, everything. They're in some nature, it seems to be, they use a lot of OEM provider type companies. That is exactly right, Aaron. Yeah, they yeah. provide a lot of OEM parts. I know overseas, we've talked about this before. So if you look at a, a uh, on a ProX piston, uh, let's say a CR250, Honda CR252 stroke, and you lift, and you look at that piston underneath, you'll see ART. That's the casting from the factory in Japan that that casts and makes that piston. Um, 
and then you pull up a Pro X, it'll have the exact same casting marks. It's, it's absolutely, in many cases, OEM sourced. And uh, so, yeah. So, Aaron uh, didn't mean to end on a Pro X commercial. But. And then we'll do it for tonight's show. We want to thank our guests, Tommy Hayden, Lee Collins, Tristan Avery, Trevor Stewart, Todd Hammock, and for Scott Casper, Ed Kuhlenkamp, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, P.J. Duran, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Howlison, my wife Leanne, I'm Jack DeLeon. You've been listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps) no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details